Namaste. I'm Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell here at the Unity Center in beautiful San Diego. Thank you so much for subscribing to this channel. Please make sure that you like the video you've just watched and consider making a contribution on our app or on our website. It's really easy to do. And thank you in advance for that support. It does make a difference. We're kind of approaching the time to say goodbye to 2021. Anybody have anything they think they're going to be burning in the burning bowl this year? <laughs> the whole year, right? <laughs> yeah. Anything is possible. All things are possible. Two nuns were driving down a country road. They ran into some problems with their car. They ran out of gas and no gas stations nearby, but in the distance they could see a farmhouse. And so they walked to the farmhouse and the farmer answered the door and the nuns explained their situation. And he said, well, I, I have some gasoline. I don't have a gasoline can, but I have some gasoline I can give you. The only problem is the only thing I can put it in is this bedpan. And the nuns were fine with that. They just needed the gasoline and a way to get it back to their car. So they walked back to the car and they started to, to pour the gasoline from the bedpan into the, the car. And a car drives by and ministers in that car, rolls down the window, looks at what these two nuns are doing with the bedpan, pouring something into the gas tank. The minister says, oh my Oh my, I'm not Catholic, but I sure admire your faith. <laughs> something in him, though he didn't read the situation accurately, there was something in him that believed all things are possible. All things are possible. You know, as we were listening to Natalie sing that song and just the joyfulness of it, I don't know about you, but just watching her and hearing that kind of tune and, and those words, there's a feeling of optimism. There's a feeling of, of joy. There's a feeling of, of happiness. And I think that when we choose to live in the energy of the belief that all things are possible, that that energy is an attractive energy, that it attracts good to us, that that energy is joyful. And I think that that energy is contagious. When we're around people that have this belief in goodness, that have this belief that even when things are difficult, that there's a way through, that anything is possible, that belief is contagious. All things are possible. There are so many places in our Bible, even in the Old Testament and certainly in the New Testament, there are so many promising words, encouraging words. And yet in some faiths, in some religions, it seems as if the emphasis is on everything that is, is shaming or is negative or is frightening. And I think we're meant to lift up those teachings and those ideas that remind us of the power and the potential that lives within us and that is available all around us. We believe in 
our New Thought teaching that there is a force for good in the world, a force, an energy of good that we can align ourselves with, that we can align our thinking with, that we can align our energy with, and in so doing, helped to change in a positive way our life circumstances. Years ago, Robert Schuller wrote what he called, not wrote, but created what he called the Possibility Thinker's Bible. And what he, did, it, what he did was to highlight in blue all of the promises, all of the positive ideas in the Bible. We don't need all of them. We could really transform our lives just holding on to a few key ideas. All things are possible. Jesus is attributed to saying this in two different Gospels, in the Gospel of Matthew and in the Gospel of Luke, in very similar ways. That with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. For God, all things are possible. When we can hold that idea, it gives us hope. When we can hold that idea, it empowers us with some energy to move forward and through whatever it is that we may be facing that is difficult. All things are possible. To have people that can look at us and say with absolute conviction, I believe that within you there is an energy, a presence, and a power that is greater than whatever it is in front of you, greater than whatever it is that you feel is your obstacle or your stumbling block. There's yet more in you all things are possible. We tend to focus on the first part of the promise, though. We tend to focus on the all things are possible part, and we forget that there is a second part. All things are possible. Do you remember the second part? With God. All things are possible with God. Say that with me. All things are possible with God. There is an implied contract there. The reward part, all things are possible. But the other part is the preparation part or the responsibility part. And that is the with God, with God. I used to think it was for God. But the scripture the more accurate translations translate it as with God. That implies a partnership, right? With is not alone. With is with something beyond oneself. All things are possible with God. If we exclude that, that preparation part, the with part, the partnership part, we don't really have any reason to expect it to work in its magnificence. We can do a lot on our own. There's no question about that. We can do a lot on our own, but we can do so much more in partnership with the divine. You are powerful. You are very capable, even more so than probably what you give yourself credit for. Just by yourself powerful, capable, 
far more resourceful maybe than, than you've realized at times. But no matter how much you as an individual can do on your own, and it's a lot, when we are in partnership with God, with Spirit, by whatever name you want to call or refer to that force for good, when we are consciously working with that, when we are consciously inviting that into our awareness, we are that much more powerful. We are that much more skilled. We are that much more creative. Metaphysically understood, the story in the Old Testament of the Tower of Babel is the story of men wanting to build a tower to God. And they worked long and hard and were successful in building a very large tower. But it did not stand. It crumbled. It did not stand because they were attempting to do it just by themselves. The metaphysics of it is that it could not stand because they forgot to include this divine something, this force for good. Every day, I read and think about the lesson that I'm going to prepare or share on a Sunday morning. I've done that for every year of my ministry. It's part of the way I get myself into the message and I let the message or the concepts get into me. And so I reflect upon it and I read it just once, not out loud, never in front of anyone, but I take it in. And sometimes what happens when I'm doing that is it grabs hold of me in my meditation time. And this lesson did that to me this week. In fact, just on Friday and Saturday, it kept holding on to me. And the idea or the piece of it that kept coming was this, that this promise implies a forward-looking approach to life. All things are possible implies a forward-looking approach to life, not a backward-looking, not a looking in regret, and not a sideways-looking. A lot of times when we look sideways, we're really into comparison, comparing where we are or who we are or what we have with somebody else. That this promise, all things are possible with spirit, with God, with, with the divine, all things are possible, implies a forward-looking approach to life, right? What's possible, forward-looking? And in my meditation, what also came to me is that even if we have difficulty believing that all things are possible, and you might be sitting here with that conflict or that challenge going on in your mind, that really all things are possible, that even if we might have difficulty believing that all things are possible, that we can certainly believe that more things are possible when we are forward-looking. Could you not agree with that completely? I think we all can. Even if it's hard for our brilliant minds to wrap around the idea that all things are possible, and our mind wants to say, yeah, but look at this. I don't think that's possible. 
that maybe we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe we can let that part of our mind do whatever that part of our mind wants to do, but that we can hold a larger container, that we can know that believing that more things are possible when we are forward-looking. If we will look forward, look ahead, dream, more will be possible for us. And if we will do that in partnership with God, then the more becomes even bigger. The scripture says, all things are possible with God. And so I got to thinking about, well, what is it that takes us out of this partnership relationship with God? Because it's a contract, or at least I believe it's like a contract, that if I do my part, which is to be in partnership with God, then all things, or at the very least, many more good things are going to be possible. If I do my part, then how do I fall out of partnership with God? And so I was kind of playing with that and asking, well, how do I fall out of partnership with God? And I came up with a lot of ways. I'm not going to share all of them with you, or I'd be keeping you here a lot longer than you had planned on being here. But I'll share some of the ways that I think we fall out of partnership with God. Here's one. When our knowledge of the facts leaves no room for faith, we fall out of partnership with God. Let me repeat that. When our knowledge of the facts leaves no room for faith, we fall out of partnership with God. We've left God out of the picture. I'm reminded of the story I learned many years ago that when Henry Ford was looking for a very special kind of unbreakable glass for his car, the early, early models, I don't know if it was the Model T or what, but when he was looking for a kind of unbreakable gla glass for his cars. It had not been invented yet. And everybody said it was impossible. What he knew he needed to do was not to go to the experts who knew everything about glass. He needed to go to somebody that was not an expert, who was unaware of all the reasons it couldn't be done and was willing to think way outside the box and to assume that it could be done. And I don't know who he went to, but he did get his unbreakable glass with that approach. When our knowledge of the facts leaves no room for faith, we fall out of partnership with God. A second idea, when we're stuck in fear, we've lost our focus, and we fall out of partnership with God. When we're stuck in fear, we've lost our focus, and we fall out of partnership with God. There's a story of Jesus and the disciples and a storm on the water. And Jesus says to the disciples who are in the boat, Jesus is not in the boat, to come to me, walk to me. And the story is that Peter gets out of the boat and begins to walk on the water toward Jesus. But the wind and the waves pick up even more than they had been before. 
And as he is walking toward Jesus, he becomes more aware of the wind and the waves. And we're told at that point, he began to sink. I don't take the story literally, but I do believe that there is a very key mystical teaching, metaphysical teaching as well in the story. That when we are focused on the good, when we are focused on our vision, when we are focused on the teacher and the teaching, we can get out of the boat, we can get out of our stuck place in consciousness and begin to move forward in faith toward that. And we will be successful as long as we pay more attention to the teacher, as long as we pay more attention to the vision, as long as we pay more attention to what we are trying to walk toward, then the wind and the waves that will consume us in fear and pull us down. When we're stuck in fear, we've lost our focus and we fall out of partnership with God. When we're into judging and criticizing, we fall out of partnership with God. When we are judging and criticizing, we are not in, a, in, in an energy, in a, in a vibration of harmony. We are discordant. When we fall into judging and criticizing, our energy is in a disruptive pattern. And we are out of harmony with the divine flow. We are out of harmony with the flow of good. We must catch ourselves when we find ourselves in that energy of criticizing, in that energy of negativity, so that we can move back into harmony and back into partnership with God. And I'll share just one more. When we don't do our part, when we don't follow the divine guidance, our intuition, the hunch that we have, we fall out of partnership with God. Have you ever had the experience of just having a feeling that you needed to do something and you didn't do it? Have you ever had that feeling? I just need to do, this is the right answer, this is the right course. Or sometimes it works in reverse. Don't do that. Have you ever had such a feeling and then not heeded it? Am I the only one that's had that? How, did, how well did it work for you? I know it didn't work very well for me. We have more than just our five senses. I think we have even more than what's called our sixth sense. Our spiritual practice, our meditation practice, our reflective practice, our giving, our forgiving, all of these practices help us to become so much more in tune with the innate wisdom and divine guidance within and all around us. And so it is my deeply held belief that there is so much more that is possible for each and every one of us individually and collectively, but we have to do our part. We have to stay in partnership with spirit by whatever name, we call that force for good. And that if we will show up and consistently do what is ours to do, 
then this force for good, this God presence, will fill in all the other pieces somehow, some way, and we will find ourselves in an incredibly better place and state than we've been in. God bless you. Namaste.